Good morning. It's Carl, and I'm recording from a new studio, which sounds really good to me, at least. I hope it sounds good to you. And this morning, I wanted to just tell you a story and see what you make of it. For years, when we lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I was running my financial planning firm, most of my clients were in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is about let's just call it a half an hour from where I live now. So Park City is over the mountain range, sort of, but let's just call it half an hour, half an hour drive from Salt Lake up and over the mountains. And between Salt Lake and Las Vegas, if you were to drive, you wouldn't go through Park City. There's really, Park City's, you know, kind of half an hour out of the way. That context is important for the story. So I had most, most of my clients when I was living in Las Vegas, most of my clients were still in Salt Lake. And so I would come up probably eight to 10 times a year. It wasn't every month, but it was almost every month. And when I would come up, I would drive at some point during the couple of days I was in Salt Lake, I would drive to Park City. And I didn't really have a reason other than I loved Park City. And I was, I grew up up here and I, I need to find out officially how long I lived here when I was little. I think it was a, from age four to eight, something like that. I know I left when I was eight. So it was sort of formative years, like fond memories. Um, and that it was so different then. But, you know, it wasn't the bulk of my life. I didn't go to high school here. I didn't, so driving up to Park City each time I came to visit clients, there was no real reason for it other than I just loved it up here. And I didn't come every single time I came to see clients, but as I recall, and I'm I'm completely aware that this was you know, 10 more than 10 years, let's think through six, you know, probably like 12 to 15 years ago. I'm completely aware that this might all be story and myth at this point, given that it's in hindsight, but I would drive up to Park City and there's an area, there's a little neighborhood in Park City called Trailside, which didn't exist when I was little, when I lived up here and it was relatively new, you know, and I would, and it was out of the way, but I would drive through it, and no real reason. I wasn't going to see anybody, I would just drive through it, and there was a, a loop in this neighborhood, Trailside, and the loop was called Trailside Loop, and it was off the main Trailside Drive Road, so it was, again, like, no real reason to take this loop, but I, I often would. And in the back corner of this loop of houses, on the outside edge of the loop, back in one of the sort of, you know, the apex of the loop, back in the corner, there was this house. And I would drive past this house. And I'm just going to call it 7992, 7992. 7992 Trailside Loop. That's not actually the address. 
I, I give you my cell phone number out on this podcast. I don't know why I would suddenly be responsible and not give my address, but it feels like a good idea not to put my address in the podcast. I don't know why. Seems silly, but seventy nine ninety two. Trailside Loop, this house, and I remember distinctively, distinctly <laughs> thinking that's a cool house. It's on a cool lot. It's there's a bunch of aspen trees. It's kind of hidden back in there. That's a cool house. I remember thinking that each time I drove by. And I don't think I came to any grand conclusion other than that's a cool house. I might have thought that'd be fun to live there. You fast forward a couple of years and we've moved, we've decided we need to move back to Utah and we're going to move to Park City. We love it up in the mountains. There's some weather related uh, reasons. Salt Lake, occasionally, it's very rare. It's not a big deal. Has this thing called the inversion in the summer, or sorry, in the winter, where it gets really um, smoggy because the air gets trapped in the valley. And even if it's only like five days a year, it was a big deal to me emotionally. So we were, so for, for a number of reasons, Park City was our choice. And we started looking for rental houses. And I called the leader of our local, uh, the local branch of our church. In our church, we call that a bishop. I called the bishop, who is a, a volunteer leader of a church, which is really, in and of itself, super interesting. 350, you know, 200 to 350 people look to him as their spiritual leader, and he's a volunteer. It's a lot of time and a lot of effort, and I've always really respected people who would do that job. So I call the bishop of our local church, and this wasn't unusual. And I say, hey, we're thinking about moving to Park City, and we're looking for a place to rent. And he says, you know, that's interesting. There's a, a family that has moved out of their house into another house, and I think they've been out a couple months, and I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. I was like, oh, that'd be incredible. Could you connect me to them? I, we get connected, and their house was $79.92. Their house was the house that I had been looking at, and it was indeed... They had moved, they'd had a, a, a major, he had exited a, a large company that you would all know and had a major windfall and they'd bought a new house and they, they just hadn't gotten around to figuring out what they were going to do with this other house. And they said, sure, they would like to rent it. It was never listed. It, 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 I'm not even sure it was their exact intention to rent it. I think they were just sort of waiting to figure out what to do, kind of holding on to it for their kids or something. And it wasn't an oppressing matter to them right at the time. It was never intended. I, actually, I don't know, but they had taken those steps to rent it. And it was that exact house that I had driven past and thought, boy, that's a cool house. And as I recall, maybe even said, that'd be interesting to live there. We moved into the house. They worked with us in terms of making it work. We moved into the house. 
We stayed there for five years. All sorts of interesting experiences around, you know, super interesting experiences in this house. Moved to New Zealand. Decided to move to New Zealand. And just before we moved to New Zealand, they decided to sell the house. In fact, that was the reason we we started down the path of moving to New Zealand is they needed to sell the house. We didn't think we were in a place to buy a house, but we didn't really think much about it. We were like, oh, let's take this opportunity, which is another story for another day, to move to New Zealand. And just before we moved, we decided to make an offer on the house. I mean, we knew the house really well. We knew all the things that needed to be fixed. We knew they were super, super busy. We thought there might be a a match there, that like we could make an offer that reflected them being super busy and us knowing the house and as is, you know, offer like we'll just take it. No need for an inspect- inspection of, you know, etc. They accepted our offer. We owned the house. A week before we left for New Zealand, we rented the house. We were going to be gone a year. The people who moved in asked if they could keep our dog, which we hadn't thought of. So that was great. These super great people renewed every year. We stayed for five and a half years. We stayed away. They renewed every year for five and a half years. Maybe it was exactly five. I can't remember. Five or six, one of the two. We moved back in, thought about selling it multiple times, did a beautiful remodel that my wife got to design after going to design school in London. We're still working on the exterior. There's no decks on it right now. Haven't done for a year. The landscaping. But here's my question. What do you make of that? What do you make of driving past this house? for going to Park City for no real reason, going to Trailside for no real reason, driving around Trailside Loop for no real reason, thinking of this exact house as that would be really, that's a cool house. That's amazing. I'd love to live there. And then here you are. What do you make of this? I I don't know what to make of it. I'm starting to feel, because I've I've got three more stories just like this that I want to share with you. And I'm really curious about just the concept of alignment, the concept of being open. And I have plenty of those stories where I had a thought. Well, I have them every day. You know, a thought about something that seems cool, like a similar level thought that faded away. It's some stick and some fade away. Of the ones that stick, some of them have become reality in the world and some haven't. I don't exactly know the distinction. I don't know if it's the ones that that are still around but haven't become reality. I don't know if those are just it's not time yet. Those are seeds for later. Or if they'll fade too. But it's so interesting to me. I couldn't have planned that. I'm going to, we're going to move into this house. I couldn't have made that a goal. It, it wasn't even an intentional 
intention. It was just a thought that kept coming back. And I'm trying to get make some sense of it, and there may not be sense to be made. But I'm also trying to get a little better. And I, I, th- I think I'm relatively good at it, but I could be much better at noticing those thoughts that don't go away and starting to learn to recognize them as important. I'm not sure exactly what you would do with them, other than maybe think something's going to come of that. Not, I don't think it's like, I need to make that happen. I think it's, oh, thank you. Something's going to come of that. Just being open to what the universe, or I choose to believe what God places in your life, being open to those experiences that's, that make no sense. I was just having this conversation with my friend Kay, who's started this new podcast series, and it makes no sense what he's doing, this podcast series. It makes no sense. I mean, it's a great idea, and I'm so glad he's doing it, but it doesn't make sense in terms of his, his personality type, his business. It just doesn't make much sense. And he's a very, like, sense-making person you know he's a planner and a goal setter and it doesn't make much sense and he, he's doing it and I'm, I'm actually really proud of him because it's not it doesn't come easy for him to kind of do things that may not be like on the path because he's a very path-driven person and and he's been very good and very successful at it and now he's doing something that just doesn't make much sense but feels like the right thing Maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. Feels like the right thing. So I'll just leave that for you. I mean, the question I'm trying to make is like, the question I'm trying to ask is, what do you make of that? What does it feel? What does it mean to feel like something's right? What does it mean to be kind of in awe of the mystery of it and be like, oh, that's interesting, but something, there's something there. Oh, this is going to be fun. That's another <laughs> This is going to be fun to watch what happens. This will be fun to watch what happens. I hope that's helpful, my friends. Greetings, it's Carl again. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you enjoyed that, you would love being a subscriber. So go to BehaviorGapRadio.com and sign up and I'll see you there.